0: This time on divisive issues, the gang gets into trouble. Cue theme music. It's
1: mm-hmm. fun getting into trouble, 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 pop
0: 'em out of trouble. It's fun getting into trouble. Do do, getting into trouble. Da da That's da 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 uh, da, da getting into trouble. I don't know what the it's fuck this song is. It's
1: fun getting into trouble, 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 <laughs> trouble. something, something, <laughs> bubble. <laughs>
0: Hey everyone, welcome to Divisive Issues, this is a comic book podcast uh, where we talk about a um, less than stellar issues in comics, although you would not know that from our last episode. Um, I'm Joe. I'm Ryan. I'm Sly. And today we have the absolute pleasure of reviewing a personal favorite of mine. Uh, and only the, yours. Only <laughs> mine. <my. laughs> this might be a little bit different than last episode. Uh, we are going to be doing uh, Trouble. The, uh, the miniseries by Mark Millar. And, and boy,
2: is it a series
0: And the Dotsons. Just a little disclaimer. Um, things are going to get weird uh, this episode. There's going to be a lot of raunchiness. Um, if you're familiar with the book Trouble, um, we're not going to shy away from the, uh, the aspects and portrayals that go on in that book. Uh, or the jugs. So, or those. <laughs>
2: so, just a heads up. It's going to get weird. So, fun... Fact: It's written by the same writer who wrote *Civil War*, and I have many fewer nice things to say about this book. Sly, how do you feel? I feel
1: this book should not exist. Okay, high
2: Sly. praise from
0: Sly. Sly wants it erased from the face of the earth. So,
2: as a, as it's your personal favorite, it Joe, is my personal favorite. Sell us on it. Sell us on why, it. Why should someone? In your opinion, read trouble. <laughs> My opinion? Why should they read trouble? In your professional opinion,
0: um, I think they should read trouble if they want a good laugh. I don't think it's a book that should be taken seriously by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but I, I love it for what it tries to accomplish and kind of how short it falls in trying to do that. Um, if you ever read a Gossip Girl-esque like teen book, uh, with like the the photo covers of like. Ladies and like people, like you know, making faces and stuff, it is very much in that vein and it very much tries to capture the spirit of those books. Uh, many of them are, are really enjoyable if you enjoy that kind of genre. So, but you've, this...
2: you've told us kind of what the tone is, but go into a little bit more detail, okay? Um, on the
0: premise, it's Aunt May and Uncle Ben just boning each other, and
1: yes. That's
0: Spider-Man's Aunt May and Uncle Ben.
1: Not Aunt May as old. No, that's
0: Aunt May, young Aunt May, and young Uncle Ben, and then young a uh, Mary and Richard Parker, Peter just... Parker's
1: parents. We don't want we don't want to confuse, like, make people think this is a book about old people
2: having sex. Now that I could get into. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's, that's, that's a fanfic waiting to happen right that's there. That's my
2: oh, the, so you've been reading my Golden Girls fanfic? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know what? Let, let's
0: do opening thoughts on this book. I like it. I love it for the the camp of it. I love it for the just over the top raunchiness and vulgarity and just how it kind of swings and misses at times while all's like i I love it for the entertainment of it. It is like it is a bad movie in comic book form.
2: yeah, that's a good way to put it. I do think it falls on the so bad it's good category. I think it would work much better as not any characters we've ever seen before. As just a teen romance, fun, like, sex book. But... It (laughs) adds in... Teen
0: romance sex book. Yeah.
2: But it adds in a lot of, which we'll get into when we dissect it, a lot of weird Spider-Man references that just are... They make... They keep reminding you that these are the old people from Spider-Man comics. And It is weird. I recommend it as a so bad it's good. But... Go in knowing that it's a weird... It's a weird ride. So what about you, Sly? Would you recommend this? Um, It's a very difficult call to make.
1: <laughs> because I don't know if I would qualify this as so bad it's good. But I do feel it's one of those movies you have to see to really... Movies? Understand the full scope of life. Like... <laughs> who?
2: What, what? Are they making a movie of this? Wait. Did same movie? <laughs> you, you said movie. Is, is Sony, does Sony have the rights to this? Because I hope they do. You think it's a movie because the, the sexual imagery is so vivid yes, in Yes, the uh, uh, they've created pictures in my mind. No, but <laughs> it's a
1: book that one has to read just because I cannot fathom the target audience for this book. The target audience that says... You don't see won't... me, but I'm raising my hand right now. Yes. yeah, Joe, Joe uh, but the target audience that that... The creators of this book imagine as they're creating this. Like, this is going to sell. This is going to be like hot case. This is a new hot ticket. We're going to have a book about young sex. And it's going to be aimed towards Spider-Man fans because it has Aunt May and uh, Uncle Ben fucking. <laughs> More importantly, uh, as an actual story, I don't think it works very well as a sex book because it feel- maybe I'm not in the target audience for this, but it feels like a slasher movie where there's no slasher because these characters are shallow as hell. Wow, that is... Yes. They're, the characters yes. are shallow as hell and you're just waiting for Jason to show up and fucking kill him.
2: Wow, yeah, that really... That's it. That's it. The episode's done. That's what it is. It's well, a... folks, that's a wrap. This has been the device <laughs> Issues. It's a slasher movie without the serial killer.
0: Wow, yeah. So I does bring up a very interesting point about the target audience for this book. Um... For those who don't know, the covers are just I think Yeah, I, I wanted to
2: mention the covers. The
0: covers are I mentioned this earlier if you've ever read a a gossip girl esque type book where they have like the close ups of like trendy girls and stuff. Um it very much falls in that vein where the covers are just like two bikini models like blowing bubbles Photographs. and stuff. Yeah, not, and they're not they're not illustrations.
2: Not, not illustrations. It almost looks like you're picking up uh, you know, one of those one of those magazines they ID you for at the gas station.
0: <laughs> they, they're weird in that they, they almost look like young adult like
2: book covers, but they're just so not. I think we'll definitely throw up the pictures of the covers on the Facebook page because they are not like any comic I've seen, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Have, haven't seen before and haven't seen since. Yes, truly, truly ahead of
1: their time. <laughs> A groundbreaking book.
2: So, I know
1: Sly wanted to talk a little bit about the epic line. All right, so, imprints and comics. Basically, if you've probably ever read any comic... Ever, Pull up a chair, children. Yes. Uncle Sly has a story for you. If you've never read any comic, you've read uh, probably read an imprint. Because stuff like uh, Sandman, Neil Game Sandman, Sandman, uh, and books like that, oftentimes they get published under a different name than the main company. So, DC uh, published, I think he was very good right yep so DC published Sandman but they did not want it to be they, they wanted it to follow different rules from the main universe so it wasn't bogged down by sticking to continuity it wasn't bogged down by the uh, having to follow editorial mandates basically want to make sure the creator had more control it wasn't it was the creator was allowed to do whatever changes they wanted and also it
2: freed them from the expectations of a DC book so stuff like Vertigo, they could play loose with continuity. Exactly. Stories. We talked a little bit about this in the last episode with the Max line, when we talked about the Punisher. Exactly. That they were more mature, they didn't follow the same kind of rules, and Marvel tried that as well. And I don't think Marvel's ever had a line. Max is has, has been pretty popular, but Vertigo, I feel like, is the gold standard yes. for imprints.
1: Ironically, Epic original Epic came before Vertigo, uh, by created by Jim Shooter. Um, and it was successful during the '80s. It was never it never reached the heights of Vertigo and overall quality, but
2: the Vertigo has books like *Why the Last Man*, *Why the Last Man*, uh, a lot of *Sweet Tooth*—books that a lot of non-mainstream comic fans probably are familiar with. Basically, these kind of
1: imprints they, they appeal more to non-comic fans because they're so atypical from from what comics are expected. Like they follow more mature stories. Uh, the they might not have characters and costumes running around. And basically, they usually, like, have a beginning and an end. Yeah, the creator tells one story, ends it, and so mm-hmm. you don't have the problem of knowing all of this backstory. Epic was created by Jim Shooter as a way to create, uh creator own stories, in Marvel. And first, it was only for creator stories, like completely original stories. Later, they started putting more actual characters from Marvel in dark stories in Epic, and it lasts for a while. But by the '90s, it kind of fizzled out. They only revived it for one, one uh, mini series or so every now and then. But uh, Bill Jemis, editor uh, in chief at Marvel, during a time of trouble, Bill Jemis is a creator we'll probably be talking about a lot because his entire collection of notable works is worth reviewing on this podcast.
2: I'm looking forward to Starting it.
1: Starting with Marvel. And Marvel makes Trouble look like a masterpiece. If, I take back what I said in the beginning. If any book is important to, for any every human being to read, it's Marvel. <laughs> but last issue of Marvel isn't actually an issue of Marvel; it's a submission guideline for Epic. And and Bill Gemma says, "I love writing this series, Marvel. It was something completely outside the mainstream. No one liked it, not because it was shit, but because no one could appreciate brilliance. Yeah, which is not true.
0: <laughs> we'll all find out. Yeah,
1: but um." And he said, "I want more stuff like this. I don't want books like Marvel to be thrown to the wayside by biased Marvel readers. I want to get its own audience. So I'm going to make this new line, Epic, and we're going to make more books like Marvel. And Trouble was supposed to be one of the flagship books. This was a book that's going to launch Epic, and this was a this had a good history before the '80s stuff. They have they have very there are very many notable Epic books. So this this has a prestige behind it that it tarnishes. So yeah. and." And it's also worth pointing out that Mark Millar is not fully to blame for this story because apparently, supposedly Bill Jemis and Joe Quesada and Mark Millar all collaborated and said, we got to tell the story. This is something the world needs to see.
2: Well, think about it. If the Epic line took off, it could have the prestige of like a Vertigo or like even like the Max line. People might not know the Max line from... You know, just like picking things off the shelf, but that's where Jessica Jones came from. You know, that's, and we're going to see Punisher in Daredevil Season 2, and I'm sure it's going to take a lot of inspiration from the Max line. It already has. Yeah, and that's things that, you know, have big, massive appeal that Epic could have had that had they had a stronger launch. If they
1: had a better editor.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so we we've talked we've talked about the the basics. Let's we're talking about who it targets and everything. Let's get into the plot. In the plot. I think we'll turn this one over to Joe, our resident gossip girl trouble expert.
0: <laughs> All right, well let's uh, let's let's crack this baby open. All right, it starts off simple enough. You have a uh, two groups <laughs> of, of teens just graduated high school, being like, we're gonna go work at this uh, country club hotel esque thing in the Hamptons.
2: When in the American Pie series did this come out? Because I feel like it should be like right after American Pie 2 came out.
0: (laughs) It could be. It's
2: a very similar
0: premise to American Pie 2.
2: Okay, so it starts off with the four characters being introduced in the most (laughs) heavy-handed and explicit way. You know
0: everything you need to know about these characters, weirdly enough. So introduce
2: us to these these heartthrobs.
0: Okay, all right, let's start off with the ladies. We have... God, just, I'm just going to keep calling her Aunt May. We have Aunt May, who is a, um, a bubbling young lady who is now officially too old for her diary. And is like, people spend so much time writing down their lives, they don't spend enough time living them. And that's what I, Aunt May, am going to do this summer. <laughs> that's living... why I'm
1: writing in this diary right now. Yeah. to so
0: say I won't be writing in this diary. So she can live her Audrey Hepburn-like fantasy out in the Hamptons. Uh, we have Mary Parker.
2: Who, Not Mary Parker yet. Spoilers. Whatever, whatever. Mary, okay. whose last name is never said in the book, if I recall. I don't think does May have a last name? May May's last name in canon is Riley, but I don't think it's said in the book. Okay, well, so anyway, Mary comes
0: from a... They both come from two very, like, church-going families. Uh, Mary seems to be the more reserved um, of them, because she certainly has, like, an inner beast that's just yearning to break free.
2: Which isn't really hinted at at all except the one scene that it does. Except I for the think. one scene that it does. For the and most boy part, does it do that. For the most part she's very much like She's I think, more mild. Of I think Sly really nailed mild. it with the yeah. slasher she's, analogy. She's approach. a good girl. She's it. the she's one the who good, lives at the end. Yeah. Yes, yes. yes. She is the good girl who lives at the end. I have to
1: as an aside I have to bring this up. They make Aunt May and Mary Parker look exactly like Mary Jane Watson and Gwen Stacy Peter Parker's girlfriend so they're making a statement with this fucking book about Peter Parker I'm sure he wants to fuck his mom and his his, his aunt
0: his
1: great aunt she's great aunt. if you could
2: see what Busty Mae looks (laughs)
1: like yeah they're they're really missing that
0: time travel story where Peter goes to trouble
2: (laughs) (laughs) so that's a one thing that I want to talk about now before we get too into it is the art it's the Dodson's how would you describe this art? See, Sly, I think Sly and I disagree on this. I think that they are perfect artists for this book, even though I'm not the biggest Dodson's fan. Yeah. I think their like bubbly, cheesecakey art fits this kind of fun, quirky book. I would agree with you, but there's a one key disagreement uh, point for me. A book like
1: this is not aimed at comic book fans. Dodsons are very purely comic book artists. This should this should be more like a Vertigo book where it uses very unconventional artists for the medium. I feel. That would m- maybe not alienate non-comic readers as much. I
2: think Sly would like to see Trouble by Steve Dillon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Who's Every- a
0: hyper-realistic, very... Everyone has square jaws. No, I-, I, think the- I think the art was perfect. I think I think the art that Sly wants would almost be too not stylized enough for the target audience that it felt like they were going for.
1: Uh, here's my counterpoint. A person read, looks at these covers with the photographs on them, expecting a um, Gossip Girl kind of story, and opens it and sees Terry Dotson's art. Very comic
2: art. I have flipped through TV show adaptations, like the True Blood adaptations and the Game of Thrones adaptations, and I think, like, based on that art, that is appealing to the, you know, more realistic audience, the Dodsons are leagues better at it. <laughs> I like, would also right? say most of those
1: arts, artists really suck. Yeah,
2: that's that's
1: what I'm getting at. But, like, that's that, not a fair comparison. I mean, like, in the ideal world, I don't but, uh, feel da- Dodsons would yeah, be the best... Yeah, I bring it up
2: because I feel like if they were looking at, like, the pick-off-the-shelf kind of fan, I'm comparing it to adaptations that you would expect. But, um... My my main problem with the art in this book, though, I think that the style is perfect, but I don't think they do nearly enough to differentiate the characters. They look very very similar, but that also, to me, I feel like the characters' personalities don't go very deep either. <laughs> so I, I gotta, I I
0: don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> For the record, Ryan read this book uh, like
1: five minutes five minutes before we did this, and he's on like page two. He's like, "So who's who again?" (laughs) And uh, he was
2: talking to us the entire time about Arrow. Okay, well, I just finished season two of Arrow, which is infinitely more exciting than this. So okay, I interrupted Joe. Who are the other two characters? So we have May, the crazy party girl, getting away from her strict family. And Mary, the churchgoer who wants to stay yeah. the churchgoer.
0: They're both. It's weird because they're both like, "Oh, you're both going to go to church." And May's like, "Yeah, totally." Except I stole this bottle of schnapps. Yeah, May's like, "I
2: stole alcohol," and Mary's yeah. like, "I called ahead to make sure the pre the pastor has seats saved for us at church." Because yeah. that's how subtlety works when you write books. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so our two male protagonists, we have a uh, Ben and Richie. Uh, Richie is uh the favorite son of the family. He has the nice car. Um Ben is they I feel like they try to make Ben seem awkward, but he's really not. He's just the he's he's the normal one. He's not yeah. he's not the favorite son. Uh but he, he a, he's not
2: the forgotten child. He's yeah, just a is, guy. He's
0: just he's Ben. He's just you know, he's not the flirt which Richie is he's not like the super confident guy he's a guy who feel bad. bad
1: when he dies by Jason's hands in, in, the, in the slasher movies yeah you do he's, he's the like he's likeable. the nice guy yeah. that
2: sacrifices himself to save our heroine exactly. exactly I feel like when these characters are introduced though it's like when a fifth grader writes a book report and they're like this character does this thing they do this thing remember when we talked about um, Civil War and how Mark Millar can be very on the
1: nose this is the most on the nose Mark yeah. Millar has ever been
2: yeah, probably. Okay, so they go to the Hamptons. We go to the Hamptons.
0: Uh, we get the... Uh,
2: ri- oh, on the way, I do really like that May pulls out that bottle of schnapps, and there's two really disgruntled old people on the bus next to them looking at them like they are monsters.
1: <laughs> well, we should clarify. That this is a period piece, uh, except no one actually talks like they are in the 50s. Also, nobody
2: gets periods either. <laughs> I'm Spoilers. sorry, it, it, it's
1: <laughs> bourbon. It's, it's not, Oh, is it bourbon? It should be Schnapps, but it's <laughs> but, bourbon.
2: Good. All our listeners cannot can't stop, stop their angry tweets at us about our trouble <laughs> inconsistency
1: they, they never clarify the actual date, and there's a lot of weird inconsistencies with, with things as they appear because they reference Scooby Doo, they reference Reese's Pieces, which, ha- which didn't come out until the 70s. I guess you could presume this is the 50s or the 60s, but no one actually. Like, comic books are 12 they cents. They reference that
2: Superman comics are 12 cents, which I'm not super on point with my comic price points, but that's like the... That's Silver Age. That's the 60s. This is a weird thing that I feel like a lot of books do when they do flashbacks, where they try to keep it vague, but also make really specific things. And I felt this way when I read the most recent retelling of Fantastic Four's origin, season one, where it was it was written in a style where everyone was talking like it was the 60s and it was the Silver Age, but they had like cell phones and reference-specific pop culture things. And where I compare it to something like the first Tim Burton Batman movie, which, while I'm not going to say it's the most perfect film in the world, does a good job at feeling like it's both the '80s and the '40s.
1: I actually disagree. I feel like uh, uh, Burns' film has a very timeless feel to it until a Prince song comes on, and you're like, "Okay, this is '80s."
2: Okay, so then let's go Batman Returns, maybe. Better is more in between. Yeah.
0: Wait, the, wait, wait. Prince isn't timeless.
2: Well, because now he's the artist formerly known as Prince. That is true. I don't know if he's still that. I don't know. I'm not familiar with my Prince canon. If you're familiar with your Prince canon, please email us at... Batman Returns does a good job at w- wading through like a vague time where this makes specific time references but from all sorts of different eras, so I don't get what they're going for. And if you're going to pick a specific time when Superman comics were 12 cents, why have the intro be several years ago instead of, like, 1960? And they also use a lot of like contemporary lingo. Like like dudes isn't contemporary, but more contemporary than I would expect from like this weird 50s world where everyone's like super uptight. I don't get what they're going for in the time period.
0: So Ryan doesn't get what they're going for, and as Ryan doesn't get what they're going for. <laughs> they're, they arrive at the Hampton Nightclub Country Club Hotel, whatever the hell it is. Uh they arrive there. Uh there's a nice sequence of... We get to meet the clientele, uh, May and uh, Mary being worked hard, scrubbing toilets, doing kitchen work.
2: Wait, they're being what?
0: Scrubbing toilets, no, what doing kitchen work. That?
2: They're being worked hard?
0: They're being work hard.
1: Oh! <laughs> work, <laughs> work they're
0: going to be worked hard later, too. Well, that's all before the big dance. Um, there's a nice bonding moment where some guy's complaining about his food, um... Ben and Richie um, are working the kitchen and they spin on his his lamb chop or whatever the hell he orders. These
2: are the most country club white people I've ever seen in a book.
0: <laughs> they are. They... <laughs> These fries are invisible. <laughs> you shouldn't give her any gratuity. That'll show her. This, this,
1: <laughs> this feels like Mark Millar watched an, an 80s like uptight comedy movie like, like Cabbie shag or something and 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 this certain, that's how rich white people act like, basically.
2: Yeah. Like, I... I... I can't believe that someone doesn't look directly at the camera and go, well, I never. Okay, there
0: are house rules, blah, blah, blah. There's heights. a lot
2: of just teen dialogue there, about how they're not having teams. enough sex. Not having a lot of
0: sex. Um, great line from Ben where he says, tell me about it. The uh, old box of condoms I've been carrying is just about expired, just around just expired last weekend. It's not a
2: carton of milk. It lasts a little <laughs> longer than, like, the two weeks he yeah. bought them ago. Shuffle the words in that sentence so that yeah. they make sense. <laughs>
0: Meanwhile, they go to the dance. Uh, ben winds up hitting it off. Richie decides he wants more of a challenge and decides
1: to pursue Mary. We need to illustrate how cartoonishly uptight this country club is. Like, they have a speech like you can't touch other members of of the opposite sex in this country club. And in this dance, you're now be within twelve inches of some of six, the opposite sex. I believe sex. it's six inches. Six inches. Six women. inches. Six
2: inches. No problem. For... <laughs> yeah, no problem. For Richie says he. <laughs> oh, I was gonna make that joke. They make that joke. They made that joke. <laughs> Do they make that joke? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, we that got, was when I was talking
0: about Arrow. <laughs> we had another wonderful cliche moment. They go skinny dipping as as yes. all as all horny teens do.
2: Doesn't May also announce to the like loudly, "Guys, yeah. there's naked girls in here." Yeah, exactly.
1: That's exactly right. <laughs> naked I think. girl
2: alert, boys. And this is the same Aunt May that calls Peter Parker, like, a pussy willow all the time, and he's such a sensitive boy. (laughs) And gives him a a, a galoshes and an umbrella
1: every day to make sure there's a 12% chance of rain. All right, so
0: they arrive back. Uh, They're really hitting it off. Uh, Mary, you know, is like, wait, hold on, slow down. You know, can we just talk? And Richie's like, yeah, of course we can just talk. Because
1: Richie is, like, letting little Richie take over. And that's his, his exact words. It is. Uh, but apparently,
2: really. not too little. <laughs> I'd like to think that right off panel is Little Richie the rock and roller <laughs> saying, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like, Woohoo! Now it's a party! That is my Little Richie impression. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Alright, so while they have a nice romantic evening of talking, uh, Ben Parker and May are hitting it off. Uh, ben is in a bit of a predicament because his box of condoms just expired. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's no issue for Aunt May, who pulls out a condom and has the line of the comic for me. <sighs> complete with condom held up in the air Face it, tiger, you just hit the jackpot.
2: Now, some backstory for this. Uh, in the 60s, Mary Jane Watson was kind of teased for a really long time as a character in the background, and everyone knows MJ. From you know, they ev- know him now,
1: but back then yeah, she was like a new then, character. She was, like,
2: she was a new character, and Peter had another girlfriend at the time, and she finally gets introduced. And Peter, up to this point, thought she was like, she must be some dog. Why would she always want to hang out with? Especially me? because this is someone
1: Emma was recommending uh, Peter meet. She was like for like f- 20 issues. She's like, you got me, Mary Jane. Got me, Mary Jane. And he, Peter's like, oh my god, I really want to meet her. She probably looks like a dog. She probably looks ugly. Yeah. And then reveal Mary
2: Jane. She's and Mary she, Jane. She gets to the door. He answers the door, and she's a knockout. And she says, "Face the tiger. You just hit the jackpot," which is a which makes iconic Spider Man line. Yeah, it's an iconic Spider Man line, and it makes me think that Aunt May was manipulating this whole thing from the <laughs> throughout for months to get because she had some sort of weird fetish of watching Peter bone someone who looked just like her. And that's why she commandeered this woman to show up and <laughs> she, verbatim... She got, she, got, she got her best
0: friend's knee, like she her, best got friend's her best friend's daughter. She her best friend's
2: niece to come over and emulate what she said the first time she boned Peter's uncle... <laughs> So Aunt May's just a dirty bird who gets off on watching Peter bone down with uh, her, like her a younger version of her. Yeah, yes. That's why he wanted Peter to hook up with her. You
1: gotta bone me, Peter. Oh jeez.
0: Oh my God, we're gonna
1: edit that out. Except uh, no,
0: hope, we are not. Except I hope we don't. All right. So apparently uh, Ben finishes early, complete with uh, the issue two splash page of Ben? Question mark You done? with Aunt May's face and I bring that up because that will come up there. that is brought back later on and uh, for those who who don't who don't
2: catch the subtlety she means Ben have you ejaculated (laughs) inside of me yet? (laughs) Uh, he did Um,
0: they they share their life aspirations Um, Aunt May wants to get a Scooby Doo mystery machine he wants
2: to start a family and like settle down and she wants to become
0: Daphne (laughs) She's got the right hair for it. I mean she's And the jugs. <laughs> Alright, so fast forward we do that. Uh Richie's leaving. Um Where's they, Richie it's... going,
2: Joe?
0: <laughs> Richie's going nowhere. Um I take it back. Richie's not leaving. Um Mary's leaving. Uh they had such a Where's lovely. Where's Mary going, Joe? <laughs> Mary is leaving the a, uh, God, what is it? Whatever, like bungalow thing that they stay in, like like the uh, the, the board for like the the hired stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and Richie's not very happy with how the night went. And a, uh, what was his exact le- words? Uh, damn Bible thumping, <laughs> clap happy, guitar playing priests. Because while Ben hit the jackpot,
2: Richie hit the jack off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um... All right, so ladies, uh, the, the people talk about their nights. Um, there's a weird scene—not a weird scene, but like another, like you know, teen movie-esque scene, where they go about the Hamptons and like pretend to be like buying art and like buying all this. They pretend
1: to be like the rich kids that they serve. But that actually
2: does come back, though.
1: It does come back, but this really seem like Mark Millar struggling for a fucking plot in this issue.
2: That's the thing is, you you say that there's a lot of teen stuff going on when like. That is really the only way to put it. There yeah. is a lot Generic of these... Teen stuff. A right. lot of these five issues are just like, I saw a teen movie once. <laughs> As someone who grew up loving, like, really stupid teen movies, yeah. it is... This is, like, ripped right from the pages of... Amer- pages... Right from the, like, scenes of American Pie. Yeah. And, like... Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Especially
0: Ferris Bueller.
2: Yeah. And, like, even though those, it, you know, are classic movies... They have charm that doesn't come across in this book. Because yeah.
1: these characters, yeah. I don't care about That's them. That's the problem. Yet. Like Those movies you like because you like the characters. You want to see them interact. This yeah. book, you're like, when this, I don't even know what you're waiting for. I guess you're waiting for the end.
2: And I do feel like prequels try to get away with this a lot, where they feel that they don't have to develop characters deeply because oh we already know Aunt May and Uncle Ben and the Parkers we don't need to go deep into their characterization because people already have an affinity for them but they are so far detached from those characters that we know that I have no affinity for these characters at all Uh, I do want to say I do I do suspect there was a
1: point where they're writing the story just as a teen girl book and they realize uh... there is like no way to generate any interest in the story Let's make him fucking M.A. and uh, Uncle Ben, because this story has nothing else going for it without that fucking appeal, that what-the-fuck appeal of this is M.A. and Uncle Ben.
2: I wonder... that That is very possible. But And then they just add in those four Spider-Man Exactly.
1: References? I'm not saying... Uh... They finished the book and wrote it. I'm just saying, as like, they evolved this pre, idea, as yeah. this idea, I wouldn't be surprised if they had this outline as their teen girl book, and they said, "We need more, something more to this." I wouldn't be surprised.
0: I I, I would have felt that like they they had it in mind as a as a teen girl book, but starring these characters because there's.
1: But without, without 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 the Uncle Ben uh, stuff, I don't think there's anything really interesting about this book. <laughs> I mean, I I read it like a te- I, you guys have
0: attached it a lot more because I think you guys like Spider-Man a lot more than I do you've kind of imprinted the Spider-Man love on this a little bit more than I have where I kind of read it as like a standalone thing you
1: just love the characters that much Joe
0: <laughs> you know what I I liked I like the the around town hijink scene probably a little bit more than you guys it didn't have the heart of any yeah. of the movies but you know like it, they were nice scenes like the scene where like, they're driving around the car and the uh, um, the car dealership guy was like oh I know you kids can you know you guys are just, you know, kids messing yeah. around, but I've been up behind a desk all day, and this is the most fun I'm going to have all day. It reminds day.
2: me of those times when I was in high school, and I would go around with my friend Brian, and we would pretend to be shopping for mattresses and take naps in sleepies. <laughs> the wild world of Ryan Lynch as yeah. a teen. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would break into places to nap.
0: <laughs> Ryan's Uncle Ben, everyone. Um, meanwhile, speaking so of Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben um, definitely develops an affinity for May, um, yes. Early on, like it. No, but it, it. He's played up as like you know. He's he's the sweetheart who's falling for you know, his first love. I feel right
2: that now. The, the first half of this book, while it's not great has some endearing romantic stuff. It does play with some things of, like, May's the party girl and he's the sweet guy. Yeah. And, you know, Richie's the the hound dog and Mary's the... The The you know the the sweetheart. The sweetheart. Yeah. And I feel like at the beginning, I was like, this isn't as bad as I thought. Like, when I was rereading it, I was like, this is fun, it's nice. I get what they're going for. But I find the second half to be just the opposite. (laughs) But I, I find the first half is nice.
1: First of is very nice and It is not it, it's not a terrible book you're expecting as you're going into it.
2: Yes.
0: Speaking of uh, things that are nice, um Richie sends up like a really sweet picnic, um for Mary. Uh complete with Uncle Ben and May boning in the background. Yes. Like, they're literally, like, I'm looking at the picture, they're literally behind a rock just going at each other.
2: So this is where they, is this where they have the conversation?
0: About about the fortune telling? Yes. yes. this is where the fortune telling comes into play. Now, there, there is a very unique thing, not a very unique thing, but it's a, a big plot. It a comes big, out of way. It does. There's there's a focal point in this book. It is where so unnecessary. Mary does not want to have sex because they went to a fortune teller one time, and the fortune teller told Mary if she had sex before she got married, she'd be a mother before she was 20. And Aunt May would never be called mom.
2: As someone who was in a relationship a few years ago and got into a fight with someone because of something a psychic told them about our relationship, I understand why Richie flips out and is like, you're his fucking idiot.
0: <laughs> so he, he doesn't buy it. He thinks he's being incredibly silly. Has to, Richie has to keep it a secret, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, why does
2: he have to keep it a secret?
0: Because of the whole May, uh, Aunt May will never be called mom. It's a very sensitive thing.
2: Because May is obviously really heartbroken about
0: it. I'd rather, 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 don't say that to Ben, because I guess he doesn't want you know in case Ben buys into it. I guess because because Ben's a sweetheart and wants a family and stuff.
2: The
1: prophecy foretold. In case Ben's also an idiot. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, so the rich kids show up that they were like showing off to in the jewelry store uh, during you know teen hijinks mm-hmm. earlier. Um, they all yell at you know at May because apparently she's not a rich girl. She's just you You'll know. You'll never who be works. like
2: us. You're just <laughs> trash. You'll never play polo. Yeah, it's. You'll never it's, ride around on horses and hit this ball. It is heavy-handed. How rich white people these guys are. And also,
1: the guy that they actually have doing the insults is just this fat, overweight, ugly guy. Yeah. Okay,
0: all right, so that leads to the end of the issue. And this is where, where the
2: book turns to shit, in is my it... opinion.
0: <laughs> this is where we, we take, like... Like, it was already over the top, and this is where we just go into yeah. full overdrive. Um, Richie consults May, uh, and the hound dog he is, he, he plants one on her. Um, because and then she's they...
2: really heartbroken about being called, like, trash, and yes, stuff like being... that, which is... It, for me, when I hit the scene, I was like, this is a real scene with, like, heart. And, like, yes. this is, like, she's... it." Now that I think about it, it reminds me a lot of MJ, where she's like has all these personal issues, but she hides behind this like party girl exterior, and she's like really insecure about yeah. her, like how the world views her, which is interesting from the character who we've only seen as the promiscuous party girl. So, so, so as Ryan was reading this, he was thinking, this is where the book's turning around finally. Yeah, and then like Joe says, Richie makes his move on May, his brother's girlfriend, and he fuck. And. They, there is no hesitation on May's part at all. They super. She dives right they, into it. Yeah, they dive right in. And I have all to right. clarify my perspective in this book
1: uh, because of the art. I did not gather that I was Richie at first.
2: For real? What the hell
1: wrong with you guys? I am, I am, uh,
2: in my defense, <laughs> you're indefensible. Rich, Richie has brown hair,
1: Ben I... has light hair. <laughs> you are <laughs> right, how
2: did I make that mess that up? Uh, for the record, when I was reading it, I go, is Ben the one with light hair? And Joe goes, no, are you an idiot? And then you thought about it and you were like, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, you are an idiot. <laughs> I should not have to tell you.
2: But I think that they do save their names a decent amount of time, which is helpful. As you finish... As you go through the book, you will get more. But I do
1: feel Dotson's art in general... And it's not just him. Most comic, very comic artists do a very idealized person. And when that idealized person, when it's repeated, they, it makes characters look very similar. Well, I
2: think this is one of the reasons why costumes are so important. And in a book that has no superheroics, when you have artists that are used to drawing... Like, you look at any... Like, most... Like... You look at Superman, Batman, Thor, Captain America. You take the color out, they all look exactly the
1: same. Uh, There's an episode of the Superman cartoon where Superman puts on Batman's costume and everyone's like, oh, look, it's Batman because Superman has the exact same jawline.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like when you don't have any costumes and it's just people in regular clothes and their outfits change every scene. It's not like Scooby-Doo where they all have the same clothes. It does... It does get harder to follow. That's not a point for why I do feel Dotson's aren't a good fit for his book, because
1: they are used to drawing more comic characters where you can easily distinguish them more easily.
0: I think you guys are still crazy. I can't believe both of you had such trouble distinguishing the characters in such... this book.
2: Trouble? Such trouble. By by this point, I was good to go on everybody. And the first issue, I wasn't really paying that much attention. This this was my final confusion point, because after
1: this point, I'm like, okay, after this huge reveal, I have to make sure I fucking know these characters, because now it's getting to actually matter. So
2: it seems like, at this point, it was really just us not paying enough attention, but I would like to point out that the book did not give me any reason to care yet.
0: <laughs> I... I disagree. This book gave me every reason to That's care. From page one, Joe's them. like, I'm... Innocent. I am hooked on this story. Tell me more, Trouble. Tell, well, it, tell me more, Tales of Teens. Um, okay,
2: speaking of that, hey, Joe, tell us more about
0: Trouble. All right, remember how I brought up the scene about, like, you know, May being like, have you ejaculated yet? <laughs> Issue three opens up with, is that it, Richie? You done? And he's, he's like, are you kidding, May? I'm only just getting started here, oh, baby. Earlier
2: in the book, May does complain that the sex with Ben is just okay, but he's very generous. But he's very generous, which to me I took as like an oral thing, but I think she means he's just very nice.
0: Yeah, I, I took it as a, he's not very selfish. So in, there, in is, that, there is there is a
2: parallel between May yeah. May being slightly sexually unfulfilled and Richie not getting any fulfillment at all. All
0: right, we yeah, got next few pages are juxtapositions of. This,
2: I hate this scene of. A, it's of uh, this May podcast,
0: and Ben talking about how great uh, Ben and Richie are, while we get like panels of them like making out and like boning each yeah, other. Yeah, so it's Mary and Ben talking and about yeah how, how super happy they are. Yeah, um, May has a bridal magazine. Um, no, sorry, no. Uh, Mary has a bridal magazine. I can't believe you guys mix up the characters. <laughs> I mix up the na- I'm sorry, they're both M names. Come on. <laughs> they're they're really similar. <laughs> anyway, Mary has the bridal magazine. I want to point out it's probably been like a month.
2: She does point out that they were sold out of all the other magazines. Sure they and she were. she needed something sure up to the salon. Were. Sure they were, Mary. But it's really, like, Ben and Mary are, like, the definitive, like, there are significant other leaves, and they lean against the door and fall swoon. on the ground. And they, they swoon. swoon. And they're like, we're, so, and they're, they're, I think they, like, talk about how lucky they are and how great it is that the four of them are so happy together. Yes. And it's cut panel by panel with... May and Richie just fucking each other. Yes. And it's... Normally, like, I would... Like, this would be, like, more emotionally driven, but I have no reason to really like the two adulterers at this point. If the
0: story took itself seriously, it would be a very powerful scene. Yes. But it doesn't, so it's just pretty comical. So instead,
2: I'm just like, May and Richie are assholes. So there goes half of the characters in this book. I don't like them very much. I will give this issue some credit. This is the first point where I can kind of
1: see... The market they're going for because the books that teen girls like they like love triangles they like cattiness they like conniving. Not stuff all, like
0: that not all like, of them but that's a great, there, there is a well, market at, for when it. you look the, at Twilight for example yeah, there, there's, a, there's certainly a market yeah. for this kind of but story but here's
2: the thing is I would agree with that but the scene right after that you were just about to get to of Richie and May talking about it is there is no love triangle Rich May's just like I don't even like you very much but whatever yeah like there's no you're like
1: they're both assholes and
2: then
0: the next scene they both call each other assholes but, yeah. but,
1: but to be fair there's always in some uh, girl shows they have conniving bitchy characters who like to f- screw a, g- a guy just because another girl wants him you know what I mean
2: no but I don't think they're conniving though
1: that's yeah. the weird part they're just they're just assholes <laughs> they're just
2: assholes and that's the thing is I feel like there's no you can have a love triangle that has a lot more of an internal conflict May just Richie May and Richie just don't care and there's no, it's just, it's really exploitative to me because it just feels like this whole issue is let's laugh at the nice people. It it feels like there aren't, there's no struggle, there's no guilt. It's just like, fuck these nice guys, and that like, I don't like that. I just, to me, it feels like mean spirited. Yeah, it's that's the word I've been looking yeah. for as I stumble through this. It feels very mean spirited, and as a romantic, it just breaks my heart. <laughs> breaks his little heart see Ryan could have been the target audience for this book yeah people falling in love I'm a sap Ryan is a sap I'm a big romantic sap also jugs (laughs) (laughs) and I would just I would like to just point out that we're making a lot of jokes about like how like jugs and normally we bash cheesecake art because it's ridiculous but this book leans into it so hard that look at the covers the book is hey guys jugs
1: it uh, and as I, much as I criticize uh, Dawson's art, uh, he draws a pretty hot May and Mary. Yeah, no,
2: they're going, they're going for a sex appeal book, and it it comes across as like this is a sexy, a sexy book. That's what they're going for. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm only mocking it because it's so obvious.
0: It's it's so over the top. Um, all right, Mary tells Mary tells May um, that she's cheating on Ben. Uh, much but before. doesn't mention that it's with Richie. Does not mention that it's with Richie. Uh, Ben's too serious for his own good anyways. Besides not like he's ever going to find out. Be a good girl on cover for me. And
2: she even says, like, it's not like I'm having an affair. I had sex with him three times yesterday. I'm sorry, it was twice last night and once this morning. Oh, Ryan. sorry. <laughs> I don't know how May has time for all this sex. If she's regularly having sex with Ben and Richie, yeah. like...
0: Because the next scene, speaking of, the next scene right after is is her and Ben fucking yeah. in, in the sand trap. Yeah, and I, and I guess it, it, this,
2: this kind of takes place in a pre-AIDS world. Come on. But uh, to clarify, even the characters admit this plot is fucking boring.
1: And Lear says, I had to cheat with Richie because it's so fucking boring here. I yeah. had to make it interesting. She's, they're saying the plot is boring. We have to make it interesting. The characters are saying their own plot is boring. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, all right, so this sequence of on the sand I think has the worst for me it is the worst panel in the entire comic of a of of Uncle Ben finishing. Which one is complete that? Complete with oh god. Oh, it's just it's... it's him it is
2: I would be like, fine with it if it wasn't for the bead of sweat on his brow. It's
0: just, it's, gr- like, it's gross. it's You know exactly what he's doing. Unlike is, the
2: tasteful previous uh, come shots. I will say that uh, it is nice, to—it it is refreshing to see a realistic O-Face, which is just gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like we'll be
0: seeing another one of those in, in a book we plan on reviewing down the line. Um, which one? I'm not going to ruin it for you. <laughs> Greg Landbook? No, not Greg Landbook. <laughs> It is it is a Spider-Man book. Hint, hint.
2: Oh. Oh, is it a Gwen Stacy book?
1: Okay. <laughs> it's happening. S-
2: sneak peek. That's that's a little that's
1: a little tra- teaser for you. Guys. <laughs> Later on we'll talk about uh, the Green Goblin having no face. Stay <laughs> tuned for that.
0: Okay, so they do that, Whatchamacallit. i call it? They talk more about that stupid fortune teller thing. Um May scoffs at the fact that she'll never be a mom because she said that uh, her family, she comes from the line of breeders and all you have to do is look at a woman in our family to fertilize their eggs. And
2: Ben makes such a sweet joke, he goes, would sunglasses help? And I'm like, that's, you're too good for the world. Which is what the burglar thought.
0: <laughs> he is he is likable. Uh, he feels weird about, May seems to be, you know, a little distant. Yeah. Uh, Mary says, "You know, it's probably because some guys made fun of her." Blah 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 blah.
2: I actually like this scene. This yeah. is my favorite scene. White
0: Knight. Movie. Yeah, this this was a nice twist. White Knight, Uncle Ben, then goes to fight off the uh, jerky Country Club hotel
2: guys that are there to play polo. Because they they Mark Millar does a real good bait and switch here. With here's with a my few here's a few like, bait and switches yeah. that I actually because really he. R- Richie says, "Oh, the cops back home said like he has to stay out of fights." And I was like, Are "It's gonna they be make- a
1: bloodbath." He says, yeah, "Yeah, it's
2: gonna be a bloodbath." And I'm like, "Are they gonna make Ben like a brawler? Cause that goes against everything he is." And then we see what happens with the fight.
0: Uh, ben gets his ass whooped, and he's not allowed. He's told he can't fight for police anymore because he's. Freakingly. and they do foreshadow this because they say Ben's in and out of the hospital yeah. at times. Yeah. And he's in and out of the hospital because he is terrible at fighting. Yeah. And that's actually and a hot point just... that he's
1: a sickly character. And he
0: gets
2: yeah. and he, he always, but he always stands up for the, you know, the weak guy, which is why, you know, Uncle Ben, Peter Parker, all that stuff. Yes. But I actually, this really does you drive say, the, see, point the story. story's actually really true to the characters. I don't know why fans hated it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we said from the beginning, Ben is. Great in this yeah. book. But it uh it does really ring true that these guys are the most like white collar bullies because they literally give Ben a swirly.
0: <laughs> okay. Alright, so there's a close call. Uh Mary and uh Ben almost find out about them. Uh they nearly avoid it. Uh Rachel begins to feel bad. No, but
2: this is really mean spirited because Ben walks in on them coming from the hospital. He's in a neck brace. Yes. And he thinks that Richie's just with some other girl. And then he's cheating on Mary with some other girl. And he covers for him. Yes. And gets Mary to walk away. And Mary's suspicious. But he's like, oh, like, don't worry, bro. I got you. Yeah. And like, Richie's just like, oh, thanks. And. It's with Ben's girlfriend and I'm like, you guys are the worst. How am I supposed to you're half my protagonists. Yeah. Also, at 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 this point I would also like to point out that the what I thought was the initial conflict, which when they first get there, they have a boss who like spies on them doing uh, like they're playing strip poker and May and May gets super naked and he's like stop trying to stop them from skinny dipping and I think at this point he completely disappears. he, does. The
0: he is his last scene right here but until the very it end. It
2: seems like he's he's in a conflict. He's the gonna be the driving conflict and Did he you? just vanishes. Really, you took that at the beginning. I agree. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think that because he's watching them at all the high yeah, The no touching yeah.
1: rule goes away after issue one. Yeah, they're having
2: they're having sex on the
1: on parks and stuff. Like they mentioned, the like 15th there's no hole rule, sand trap,
2: But at the beginning, they make it seem like it's gonna be heavily chaperoned, and that's why I took it as like they were gonna be sneaking sex. And then May has sex like five times a day. Obviously, they're not doing a good job. I'm sorry,
1: as a hotel to run, Ryan. Ryan said these. Uh, uh, he hates two of the main four protagonists. Not only are they the main protagonists, they're, they're only like the only main characters in the story. Maybe they're the antagonists. They have to be because there's only four characters in the story that actually matter. The ant may tag. <laughs>
0: Mary tells Mary tells Richie that a um, May's cheating on Ben, shock, shock. They play and Richie it takes it like, <gasps> gasp! I can't believe it. Like gasp. What indeed. Uh, May spirals out of control, though. She's. It's implied, I think, that she's doing it with guys who aren't Ben or Richie at this point. No,
2: later on they mention that they were like it was one of the two. I think it was just the two of them. But, you, okay. but she was showing off the goods. But she shows up. This is when she plays strip poker, this right? Is when she plays she strip was showing up the goods a bit. Yeah. And Showed I mean, off the goods she a there. there's a scene where she's playing strip poker and she takes her top off and then she takes her bra off while a gaggle of men cheer may may may. 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 This is why when we say Jugs LOL, this book is Jugs LOL. It is. Um, and then we get
0: to our issue 3 cliffhanger. Um this is what you know. In case you didn't pick up the foreshadowing, uh, May reveals that she's Prego It seems that the prophecy was a lie,
2: or was it?
0: Or was it? Uh, next issue open. She's having morning sickness. I, um, I do
1: want to point out. Uh, now it gets into like a teen mom kind of drama thing, and I wonder who would have gone to the first three issues of random kids having sex, picked up the book for that, and then want to jump into teen mom drama.
0: Yeah, this is where the book kind of, as much as I, I think I enjoy this, more, this is where the book kind of gets weird for me.
2: Issue 3 is when I started getting mad at it, and Issue 4 is when I started getting mad at me for still reading it. <laughs> no, there, there's
0: there's a tone and change. It kind of stops being a, a There's fun, a tone and change. <laughs> a change of tone. There's a change of tone in that it, it's t- it stops being like a fun hijinks book, yeah. and it becomes like this, you know, afternoon special kind and of thing. And this is
2: when I get mad, because I'm like, you guys haven't earned this. You haven't earned me giving a shit. I
1: actually wonder if this if this was planned. Uh, if there's, if there's any plans for expansions of the story, and what they could have been. What could they have been? I don't know.
0: It's so perfect on its own, you know. I mean, what what story could have followed? <laughs> I don't know. Did, you know
1: uh, for those who don't know, um, Joe's a uh. troll. <laughs> But for those who don't know, uh, Richard Parker and Mary Parker become CIA agents after this. I would love well, to no, see.
2: Well, no, they it. were CIA agents before this story. I don't want you. To, I don't want you to imply that like the F- Trouble Two were. That's trouble what saying with, with Trouble like, Two Syrian spies. That would have been amazing. Trouble Two Syrian spies. <laughs> oh, God. Trouble Two international trouble. All right, so this is a great this is a great breakfast
0: scene where. They're eating, and they're talking about, you know, they're talking about May's options. Um, uh, the waitress um, asks May how she wants her eggs, and she says, unfertilized. How you like your eggs? fried to fertilized? How you
1: like your eggs? fried or fertilized? How you like your eggs? fried to fertilize.
0: How would you like your eggs? Unfertilized. The waitress like, what? And she's like, never mind, it's too late for that anyways. <laughs> it's cutesy jokes. <laughs> cutesy
2: jokes about this unwanted pregnancy. <laughs>
0: Uh, what should we call it? May calls her out for being a bit of a tramp. Um, she denies that. Uh, Mary still doesn't know who the mystery man is. Uh, and the prophecy comes up. They're like, "Yeah, what a load of you know bullcrap that was. You know that prophecy about me not being a mom ever."
1: I thought it was called a prophecy too. Like as, make, make as, yeah. as dramatic as we call it, do we call it the prophecy? Yeah. Are, Are we, we calling it, or it's... have we been calling it? The prophecy? And I also
2: feel like this, like, is it a prophecy? Is it not? Is so. Hurt by the fact that we know that like Aunt May is going to adopt Peter and all that stuff. Like it's just like the
1: prophecy in the Star Wars prequels. George Lucas ripped us off, actually. <laughs> You're the chosen one, Aunt May. <laughs> From my perspective, the fetus is
0: evil. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so just to bring you up to speed, um, they're like, yeah, what, what a bunch of baloney that prophecy was. Mae's like, prophecy being baloney, eh? Hmm? And then goes to Richie and is like, you're going to do me right now. She, like, shoves him against the wall and is like, are, are you going to, like, keep talking? You're going to do me right now? No,
2: she says, like, are you going to get these jockey shorts off of me or yeah, something weird? Richie, really will you shut weird? the hell up and
0: get these <laughs> damn jockey shorts of yours off?
2: What a weird thing, man. That is
0: then followed. That panel is then followed by a rocket ship. Flowers blooming, eggs being beat, uh, waves crashing
1: against a rock, fireworks. Okay, so I need to break these down one by one because I don't get all of them. Not only is this this is me. This book is influenced by 80s romantic comedies. It's based off 80s Leslie Nielsen
2: movies, which are way better. So okay, the rocket ship is an erection. The flowers are she's being deflowered, right? Okay. The beating of the eggs. Fertilizing eggs.
1: I, you guys looked at these metaphors way too literally. These this, are... this is very deep symbolic imagery, Joe. We have to.
0: No, they're add... not. They're just like like really physical exploding. Like this is a sexual eruption.
2: Of like things happening. Oh, I just assumed that she, like deflowered, right? And then like beating I mean, eggs I mean cause you're he, not wrong. Because he you know. finally doesn't have to beat off. <laughs> he's now beating off into the eggs, right? Guys? Listen, this is a
0: great work of art, and you know the panels of it are open to interpretation. I see
2: the waves. I I guess he's just like he's really built up. Yeah, but he has. He's not. He's been fucking made three times a day. That's the tagline for uh for issue three. Fucking made
0: three times a day. <laughs> okay. Um. We also got we get a a panel of Mary. Um, with more sex beats, more sweaty sex beats. Coming oh, out of those face. beads of sweat. Yeah,
2: make... which is. For oh, some man. reason, of all the imagery in this book, that grosses me out so I,
1: much. Because this is a book symbolizing this character just orgasm. No,
2: but like, I'm fine with that, but it's the sweat that makes it gross.
1: Yeah. It's all icky and stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. And Richie actually wants to stop. She, he he begs begged he begged Mary. Her.
0: Mary, please, we've been at it for hours. And Shelby's gonna be working at six a.m. in the morning, and and Mary apparently just keeps going.
1: And he screams out, "Mary!" So the moral of the story is: be careful what you wish for. <laughs> oh, I thought it was that
2: uh, Peter Parker's mom's a rapist. <laughs> All right. Okay. So continuing on. Um... I mean, this guy's got. I have to give props for Peter's dad. He's got, you know, we always see those those images of Peter refusing to give up, and he's when no matter how much he gets knocked down, he always keeps fighting. He gets that from his dad. This guy has sex like five times a day, and he goes for hours. You gotta <laughs> get props to that guy. He must have
1: uh, Mark Millar must have read that issue where Peter's lifting the giant steel pillar before. Writing yeah, the, and the, in this case, instead of a giant yes. steel
2: pillar, it's like I guess his Mary's boner. ass. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you
0: have to keep pulling up and down repeatedly,
1: but the same idea.
2: Okay.
0: All right. So May kind of has a decision. Um, she clearly thinks either Richie or Ben is. Uh, I still gotta the come
2: down from all this. This sexy imagery. <laughs> this
0: is them. This is like their breakup. This is where they're officially calling it off. Uh, Richie openly admits he's shallow. He's like, you know, those people who are shallow, and like, you know, like. There's you know, something, those people there's, with there's some, the character
2: traits that I have. I have those.
0: Yeah. You know, no. He's like, I don't have those. He's like, I am just as shallow as I look. And now that you know, me and Mary are are doing each other. I don't need you anymore. And May looks at it as like, oh, this is perfect. You know, Ben is clearly the more fatherly type person anyway. So anyways. I'll just tell
2: him it's his. Yeah, that's, that's,
0: that's how she, the, the way she looks at it. Like she's smiling and she's really happy because now she can have her fairy tale ending. And actually, she actually wasn't you're,
1: mis- sure. you're misreading that scene joke. I just, when rewriting it, I noticed the subtle nuances of Mark Millar's writing. In the scene before, uh, Mary talks to Mary Jane while she's wearing the glasses. Mary Jane. And <laughs> May while she's wearing the glasses. Um, she says, "Are you crying right now?" While well, um, Anne May smiling, smiling, and Anne May says, "Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting very good at smiling while crying." And that scene under a glass, you can see she's crying while smiling. She is smiling, but she wanted Richie to accept her. Do you think that? Ah. Yeah, I didn't th- take that. Then that either, so either that scene is pointless or that scene is brilliant. You decide.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would tell our listeners to email us what they think, but that would make them have to read it and I don't want to do that
0: no you should read it listeners don't listen to Ryan listen to me <laughs> I wish you guys could see the intense stare Joe is giving his computer as he says listen to me <laughs> listen to me viewers you want to read this book we
1: need to get video for this podcast <laughs> just for this one scene
2: no then we would have to wear pants <laughs> oh yeah and I can't read trouble wearing pants what's the point so okay either way either way May decides that she's just going to Sh- tell she's Ben she's going with Ben how did this happen if May has all those condoms do you know how many times she's had sex? A lot. A lot. Well they yeah. talk but, about they talk about how
1: the prophecy <laughs> The prophecy <laughs> <laughs> And how it has been foretold that uh Mary and May will never have bare children. Maybe she and May was like I shall take this prophecy as word and let the prophet speak to me.
2: That's why when we talk about sex ed in America, there's abstinence, prophecies, and then birth control. <laughs> Alright, so
0: yeah, actually I'm looking at this scene, this is one of the more weirdly drawn scenes of a um Ben and May clearly just like did it again for like however a month God, I, one... I I wish I really wish I counted how many times like each person has sex. You listen at book. least
2: uh,
1: uh, Richie and, and May.
2: Yeah, but no spoilers, we'll get to that. It's also I feel like the timing is vague. That like I don't know if it's been a week, two weeks, a month. It,
0: it's a summer, so I assume it's been it's been within like at least a week, I feel like.
2: That's, yeah, that's not good. a lot of time. It's not a lot of time. For how many times May has had sex. I'm not saying that she's not allowed to have sex with whoever she wants. I'm Are you judging her, Ryan? No, I'm not judging her. I'm saying she should be careful of chafing.
0: <laughs> All right, so they're like, I have something to tell you. I guess they said Megos first, and she's like, I'm pregnant. And then Ben follows up with, I'm sterile. So, long story short... um, Ben's sterile, and it plays back into the whole he's been in and out of the hospital and beat up because he's been beat up so many times. And is so that like, how it so, works? Yes. <laughs> no, no, so, so he got kicked in the nuts real hard one time. So, so this That's...
2: really is based off
1: of Leslie some movies.
2: I, I don't know how I missed that. <laughs> he, got, he got the sperm beat out of
0: him. Ben figures out, or rather, I think May tells. Let's take a look. Yeah, May, May, Mayfield, yeah may got filled in or may filled in Ben on what like, going on in. oh
1: yeah <laughs> repeatedly <laughs> and then that's why we got into this mess anyway <laughs> oh
0: god alright uh, may filled Ben in uh, they have a Richie and Ben have a like angry scene Richie cries and he's super sorry there is there's an interesting dynamic where Ben is like you had to pick the one girl who picked me instead of you yeah and it does play into Ben's insecurities, which we don't see nearly enough of for this scene to have that, any real impact. That's
2: the thing is there's so many scenes that in a better book would be great. This scene would be awesome as a flashback of some kind, you know, in, a, in an emotionally driven story about Uncle Ben. But in this context, it's like what I said before, I feel like they haven't earned it.
0: Also, another really weird, like, emotional reveal that should have weight, uh, the fact that uh, May's dad beats her mom occurred in the uh, diner I scene.
1: I don't even remember that at all. I don't all. remember that either. That
0: is, it occurs in the diner scene. Um, I didn't know when it gets revealed, but that was a really... Because it's not... I don't believe it's mentioned any time before issue four. And then she's like, oh, my parents found out my dad's going to get so mad or even worse, take it out on my mom again. I
2: don't remember that at all. It
0: is a really... Because it, it's so random. It is yeah, there. Wow, and just, that is
2: That has nothing to do with anything. I guess
0: it's a Mary like another Mary Jane callback.
2: You know, I never really thought about the MJ Gwen Stacy parallels until you pointed it out. Yeah. What a weird thing! It dad, is really and weird. And isn't
1: it? It's, it's the title surprisingly dark because the trouble Mary Jane is in is getting beaten the shit up by her dad. Yeah. So we think we're joking. Hey, we're in trouble, and the tr- and the comic is like, oh, trouble, teen hot book, and the trouble is I'm pregnant, my dad's gonna kill me. So how far into this are we now?
0: Uh, we're at the abortion
1: clinic. So, okay. so uh, if you may notice, this book has very, uh, very harsh tonal issues.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. This is this now, is where it really gets weird yeah. because, like, like I said, it was was a, like at the very least, like it was a high like entertaining book at least. Yeah. And then the tone just is. It's kind of wacky changed. and
2: silly, and then yeah. it's super not. Now, so she's in the abortion clinic.
0: It but it still tries <laughs> to be wacky and silly. Yeah.
2: yeah. Like okay, if if you want, if you were gonna write a scene of a woman debating whether or not she should get an abortion, which is a tragic and horrible decision that anyone can has to make, which also, for the record, does imply this is a post-Roe v. Wade time period, which means it's in the 70s at the minimum, which is weird. But if you wanted to really maturely and in- intelligently showcase the internal struggle that a woman goes through to make this horrible decision, how would you do it? Would you have her have a little devil and angel on her shoulder, like in the Looney Tunes? Because that's what Mark Millard does in his book. <laughs> <laughs> and wow, wow, is this debate between the angel and Devil May the most over the top, heavy handed part of the whole book, in my opinion? Where it's like, it has, your baby has legs now, it has facial features, and then the other one's like, no, kill the little thing. And like, it's really weird. It's really weird. You mentioned the yuck, yuck, yuck line. No, what is it? It is a, uh... I don't want to read it. Can you read it? Yeah. I don't want to read it. So, this is what introduces the concept. May is It's the night before she goes to the abortion clinic. She has all these brochures. She's laying up in bed, and it says, Atta girl, May. I'm proud of you, honey. You're going to have a great day at this abortion clinic. Trust me, liquidating that little creep's going to be like passing a bad Mexican meal. Yuck, yuck, yuck. And then the angel pops up and says, Don't listen to her, May. Is this really what you've been saving up your wages for? The calculated murder of an innocent child? And it goes consistent like that for the next two pages.
1: Those two lines feel like the two tones of this book trying to fight for control. Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: it really does. So, yeah. So then she she looks at the camera and she smiles and she goes, well, maybe there's a third option. Which is
0: her running away. <laughs> yeah. Peace. brilliant brilliant <laughs> she does she leaves uh she leaves mary a letter about remember how we came here because we wanted to have like our little dream paradise blah 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 it turns out that didn't happen i screwed up but i'm going to take responsibility by running away taking your money and trying to yeah, raise she robs thing. all
2: her money and also there's something strangely absent from this letter and that's telling her that richie is the father <laughs> which i feel like should
0: be there she gets picked up on the. She literally gets picked up on the side of the road by some guy in a really bad-looking station wagon. Uh, he
2: is the creepy guy that picks up young women on the side of the road in the most cliched way since we saw the White Country Club guy. He looks. It,
0: it, he has like that Burt like that Burt Reynolds-esque look. Yes, George Ferguson. But because he's not Burt Reynolds, it's really weird. Yes. So anyway. Um, being pregnant on the road and alone, May decides, "Hey, you know what? Maybe I'm not too old for this diary thing." And it opens up the diary monologue where she literally sums up like the, the like the last four issues of the series. Which, if
1: for people jumping in right now,
0: the perfect time to jump in issue five of Trouble.
2: Issue five of a five-part miniseries. She's cleaning
0: the guy's underwear. Like she's, she's also having sex with this guy a lot. Yes, she is. she's she's continuing to do that, which is like really weird. Uh, she tries calling her parents but can't do it she can't talk she's to them just, she's at the end of her rope essentially and
2: her dad is actually really like please we just want to know you're safe we like, just want
0: to know we j- I just need to know your mom and I just need to know you're okay which is really weird given yeah she cold calls them she does like the classic calls and like doesn't say anything yeah. at the it's bell it's a throwback to
2: when Kiff would call Amy on patrol. <laughs> I feel like it's it's weird that they threw in the line about her dad being abusive and then we see him care a lot yeah, and the only two times we see him is, are him caring a lot. Are him caring a lot? There's a lot of little things that just get dropped in this yeah. book.
0: Um, so being you know, May decides to make one more phone call. She calls up Mary, um, who I think who looks like she's in school. This no, is she's implied not. She's to be like school. a
2: long time later, like a couple months later, right?
0: Um, it is. She's she's at least uh, three months pregnant, I think, yeah. at this time it, through her through her diary entry, which we had the pleasure of reading. Um. So she calls her up, and man, is Mary not happy to see May. Um, she is super not happy. Um, Call her lying, Joe. <laughs> the new guy's slapping May around, and Mary is like, "Good, you deserve it. You deserve every kick and punch. In fact, I hope he hits you so hard sometime you end up in the hospital and you lose your stupid baby."
2: Yeah, that's a. Uh... It is so weird. That's Peter Parker's mom. I Peter do Parker...
1: want to clarify. This is this is when the book really starts to feel like a Mark Millar book. Uh, just for reference, he's the guy who wrote Kickass,
2: <laughs> and. Uh the book doesn't end nearly as well as the movie
0: (laughs) alright so like they talk and stuff and Mary says to May I came all this way to see what a mess you've made of your life because right because I thought it might make her feel better and she's like it did Mary and Richie broke up he still writes her letters and stuff she hasn't wrote her back Um, and May just breaks down May's like okay so I slept with Richie a couple of times Mary states quote unquote 47 times how does
2: Mary know that
0: That is a good question. I guess I don't know, maybe maybe Richie wrote her in one of her letters.
2: Does does Richie keep like a tally on his bedboard?
0: Dear Mary, I'm really sorry that May and I had sex forty
2: seven (laughs) times. I feel bad. I feel like it was probably written like those letters that first graders have to write for their mom when they curse and it's like, I'm sorry, sorry. I'm so 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 I imagine handwriting the same. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's turning crayon. (laughs) It's
2: starting crayon. I'm sorry I did the bad grown-up thing with her so many
0: times. All right, okay.
2: <laughs> and then and then Mary
0: calls her a fat cow. She calls her a fat cow, and May it's like, I'm terrified of the guy I'm living with that he's going to kill me when he finds but out. The
2: thing is, I don't feel bad for May at all. And, She's given me no reason to like her this whole book. And May
0: pretty much, May says if she did, wasn't having the baby, she'd kill herself. And that, that that's kind of the breaking point for, for Mary, is seeing how, like, the low, low point that her friend is in all right so we get back to richie um richie's now almost like the fallen one in his dad eyes the fallen one in the prophecy the fallen one in the prophecy <laughs> um he's working a new car after giving a um his you know his hot ride to ben uh who went off to college um so he's working on this new car and who shows up with the baby at his garage doorstep a lot of snowing other than mary holding a uh, the newly born baby they never come out and say it but it's implied that a, a it is very much May's baby that Mary takes yes. and does it. Um, the switcheroo with, kind of. Which, I, that's a twist I really liked, actually.
2: I don't get you it. hate it. I hate you hate it? it? Yeah, hate here's it. why. Why? Um, now, one thing I want to say is I, I don't want to harp too much on the, like, implications this has for the characters, because we talked a lot about like that characters. before. Like, about May and Ben and everybody, and, like... Just, just as a side,
1: when they were writing the story... Uh, Mark Millar and the editors—they—if this, this went over well, they want this to be canon.
2: Yeah, but we talked a lot. Of, we talked about head canon a little bit last episode, and like this is such an out there story, and especially because it wasn't really popularly received, it's so easy to look at this as just like it's just an alternate, like interesting take on them as kids. Yeah. So I don't want to harp too much on what that means, but for me, as such a big fan of Spider-Man, having all that narration in in issue 6 talk about how much Wait, there's no issue 6. I mean issue 5, sorry. I keep thinking it's 6 issues. God, I wish I wish it was 6 <sighs> issues. In issue 5, May talks a lot about how much she owes Mary and how like she feels indebted to her and she'll never be able to pay her back and for me that kind of hurts Aunt May's characterization a lot if I if this was to have been like definitive Aunt May backstory cuz the thing that I like about Peter and Aunt May and Uncle Ben is that they're not his parents and they are just so kind. They're the kind old couple that mm-hmm. adopt him when he has nobody else. And having her, having him be Aunt May's son, first off, and second, having Aunt May be so indebted to them and not just a kind old soul kind of makes that relationship more like she's repaying them and not just she is the nicest lady. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of like invalidates their relationship a little bit.
0: I, I would agree with you if the story was any at all in continuity yeah
2: that's what I'm like, saying if is, it
0: was yeah. in continuity if... I totally agree with you but just as a just as a story twist oh as
2: an Elseworld I think it's yeah. a super an Elseworld for those people that don't know is just like an alternate reality take I think having Aunt May be the mom is a really cool twist I have no problem with that but at the time like Sly said Mark Millar and Marvel exp- if it was popular we're going to fold it into continuity that's the rumor at least that Yeah,
1: if, that... I, I do want to I, I personally hate it because I hate, it's almost a cliche that whenever you have like a surrogate father figure and and, and, a, and a kid,
2: mm-hmm.
1: a lot of times you're revealed to be uh, the, actual father. the actual parents. I
2: hate that. I really hate that cliche. But I don't think the twist is inherently bad, but given Aunt May's history of Peter in the main universe, I don't think it really adds anything at all. No, yeah. like
0: it, it doesn't, but like yeah. just as a twist for this story though. It was it was yeah. an interesting twist for yeah. for this story not touching upon and then
1: it and it
2: makes the prophecy come true.
1: Well, the problem we're saying it's for this for this story it's good. It has to be good because there's barely any plot to it. If they took out the one big reveal, that's like what's, what's that's left. The,
2: that's the climax of the plot. Is yeah. that despite all the terrible shitty things that May did, Mary is not only nice enough, but like so great that she takes May's burden and raises it as her own.
1: Uh, because, yes, it is like, good for the story, because the story would be about literally nothing if, if it didn't have a yeah,
0: plot. it really wouldn't be. Okay, well, so anyway, Mary implies it to Richie that she's the baby was had, and now Mary is keeping the baby.
1: And But Richie seems to be confused and does think it's Mary's uh, baby, because he... Um, he says to Mary, we never had sex, and he's like, oh, well, we did. So but that's
2: weird to me that he remembered that she had, that he had sex with May 47 times, doesn't remember the one time he had sex with Mary, which is why he broke things off with May. Also, didn't they have sex for hours? How did he forget yeah. that? She tortured him. Well, that one time. It's your memories, Ryan. But like, he's a poor soul. I thought that line made no sense, and he was like, "I oh, yeah. That's the first fault
1: in this book. The first fault
0: in this book. <laughs> Just like you really want me, you'll do the right thing. Um, there's more dire entries of of May, of May getting her life back on track, and May just
2: saying how she'll never be able to repay Mary for taking the baby,
0: taking the baby, uh, setting up with the job. The uh, the grouchy, like no touching, like hotel owners welcome back like May, and they like put her up while like they're going yeah. through all this. Um, Mary gets Mary apparently she moves up well in the in the hotel chain. Well,
1: she's the only she's the only didn't quit after having. The, the big controversy of the pregnancy.
0: Yeah. May goes home to her parents and she seems to think that her parents are just happy to see her because all the rumors of her being pregnant and, like, running away were untrue and it was actually Mary. I
2: don't get how there were, like, rumors. Like, were... Are her parents... Like, do they really have their ear to the ground of all the hip rumors of kids in the Hamptons?
0: And the book essentially ends with a, um... Mary and Richie, um... getting married... Uh, May's there. Uh, May looks. Al- May is in a. This is the best part. She has the Aunt May earrings. She has like the. She, she looks like Aunt May. She has the classic Aunt May comics outfit on. Um, ben is there with his new bow, uh, but he clearly still loves May, and she winds up. He winds up giving her his number. Yeah. Um. At the end of it.
2: Which is pretty cute, and like. It was a cutesy ending His forgive his, forgiveness is like what kind of brings her full circle. Yeah. Which does give me some closure. Yeah. So, I think that should take us to our final judgments on the book. Did it work, Sly? No,
1: not at all. This is this is an astounding failure.
2: Would you <sighs> would you recommend it to anybody, now that we've talked about it for so long? Only if you have a
1: high... Only if you're really interested and you have a high tolerance. Now, let me think. Let me phrase this right. I want to make sure this is
2: perfect. Do you want to think about it? We'll I want back. to think about it. Come back. Back. Okay. What about you, Joe? Uh,
1: final thoughts on the book? Yeah. Um,
0: man, it's. Do you need to think about it? <laughs> no, I don't. But I almost, <laughs> I almost sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> I leave
2: that in. So this has been
0: sneezecast. Um, <laughs> Tune in next week, and we'll burp. <laughs> you know, I would recommend it. I would recommend it if you have an interest, um, in the medium. Uh, just because I think it is, it is different. Um, it is in a lot of ways. Uh, it's kind of a revival of the romance comic and the, for those who don't understand um, in the olden days of comics the silver age like comics weren't just superheroes and when you yeah, say
2: silver age that's like the 50s and
0: 60s 50s 60s you had a um, comic book store like my mom grew up she grew up reading Millie the Model um, Patsy Walker of a um, Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jones fame grew up or was uh, established as a um, that. Uh, romance character there were also horror books like, it, like comics had
1: a lot of more genres yeah. in them and Joe said um, horror books, not horror books, by the way. Horror books, because <laughs> you might be confused. We're talking about trouble, so you never know. <laughs>
0: fuck you, Saul. So this, I I found it fascinating as a take on romance comics. Even the setting of the '60s kind of harkens back to, to that time. The
2: setting of the '50s, '60s, I, '70s. I, and yeah, 80s.
0: there you go. That, that time <laughs> of <laughs> that. No, era. but yeah. it, it does but
2: more it, so than anything else have a '60s feel.
0: Yeah, um, and it's just. I I I like I said I think this is the bad movie. You you can enjoy this in the way you would enjoy a bad movie, you know. Like you you pick it up as long as you don't take it too seriously. You'll laugh at the ridiculous over the
1: topness of it. I'm just going to copy and paste Joe's remarks.
2: See, I'm a little more complicated about it because I feel like the first half is very much exactly what you said yeah that it's it's really ridiculous it's funny yeah it's a little more diverse brings back because I when I first started rereading it I was really happy like when I was reading it I was like this is sex positive you know I can there's you know it's not shaming anybody like I could dig this but then I think it shifts tone so much that it gets really mean-spirited in the middle, and then I think it gets too serious without earning it at the end. But that's why I think it's perfect for a bad movie, because if it was successful, if it was
1: perfectly successful at being just an homage to Millie really the model in a modern take... And we wouldn't be talking it. About we wouldn't it. be talking about it. It yeah. would, be just be, this would just yeah. be that. It would be just be a the yeah, model that's, in modern that's day. Yeah, that's fair.
2: So I think it, it's borderline between good, bad, and angry Bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I'd
0: agree with you on the last part if I didn't remember the Mary Parker has sex for the first time scene yeah that, that, that's part of the there scene.
2: are every I mean we talked about every issue I think every issue has pieces that were like this is a good scene this is a good scene it's not
0: or an enjoyable scene yeah. this is this is a comedic like, yeah
2: there's something of value in each issue yeah that it's not it's certainly not boring yeah and the worst thing a comic the worst thing a comic could be is boring yeah so, let's talk about recommendations. How
1: do you recommend an alternative
2: to trouble so or if, a follow-up to trouble yeah or if you can't think of anything just something else you like
1: <laughs> anything else
2: <laughs> let's Joe, why don't you go first
0: okay I'm um, just gonna do two real quick uh, Marvel put out a old anthology not anthology but it's like it was a collection of uh, Marvel romance stories. Um, I think it's straight up called Marvel Romance. Um and it's it's interesting. Uh the stories are mostly the same, but if you wanna see the genre they were kinda trying to go for, um I'd recommend that. And I'm also I'm gonna recommend Miss Marvel. The okay. the new Kamala Khan, uh Miss Marvel if you want a young adultish type book, um that does have some romance to it. It's not just always a straight superhero comic. Um it, it's not going to have, yeah, obviously, Miss Marvel's not going to be like, you know, the laugh out loud, like, you know, romantic hijinks that, you know, this. Book not, no had, nothing's going to topple. <laughs> no, nothing will it. ever topple trouble in my heart. <laughs> um, but it's definitely a solid book. And if you want to see almost that genre done better, yeah. that's where I could maybe point
1: you to. What about you, Sly? All right. So my recommendation the I look for something the exact target audience for this book would actually want to read. The very specific, weird target audience. Preacher. You got it No <laughs> So Theoretically The person wants to read This is probably a teen girl Who Likes Spider-Man I guess I'm, I'm guessing I'm trying to I don't ask. even
2: think It has to be female Just someone who's who, Like Joe said Romance comics Are kind of a forgotten genre That were really popular I'm
1: a sucker Presumably, for Presumably that, kind of that person Will want to read An actually good story Called Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane Made under A later attempt At a Marvel imprint Called Marvel Age which was more of an all ages imprint. Spider Man Loves Mary Jane is uh, an all ages book. It's drawn in a man- uh, manga style, which is very hip of the kiss these days. People love their manga. I uh, love their Japan. Yeah. Uh, I like like Wolverine, all the weeboos out there. <laughs> uh, but. Um,
2: <laughs> Joe just looks so disappointingly sly. <laughs>
1: I know, I offended Joe, I'm sorry. Never a sly. <laughs> but um, Spider Man Loves Mary Jane. It's, we talked about having like cattiness, about love triangles. Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane is all about love triangles. The thing I like about it is it's a, it starts out with a mini-series called Mary Jane, and Spider-Man has barely any role in it. Peter has Peter Parker shows up in maybe one scene, and you see him from the back, and he just says one thing to Harry, and Flashes, says "Get the hell out of here, Peter," and Peter leaves. The whole so st- it's high school. Exactly, but basically it's so from Mary Jane's perspective. And Mary Jane has a crush on Spider-Man, and she doesn't know want to meet him. And she's she's trying to follow him. And she, and basically, you get a few scenes of Spider-Man, and you get a few scenes of Spider-Man. And basically, he remembers her name, and he rescues her a few times. And she's like, "This can't be coincidence. Uh, he has to know me. He has to, yeah, he has to be interested in me. I want to date Spider-Man." Basically, the book is everyone wants to date Mary Jane. Harry wants to date Mary Jane. Flash Thompson wants to date Mary Jane. Peter wants to date Mary Jane. And Mary Jane's like, "No, I want Spider-Man." And it's very interesting seeing a book from Mary Jane's perspective. It's it's a very girl-centric book. Everything's about Mary Jane and her issues, and this, and it has a weird quirk of she wants to date the superhero she thinks is interested in her.
2: See, I am a huge MJ fan, and I have never read that book. I, I recommend should, it. I should read it. You should hit the tiger. Okay, I'm saying, <laughs> you should hit the tiger, Jackpot. <laughs> you know what? Just keep your damn recommendation. You should hit the tiger's face, Jack. <laughs> I have two recommendations. I'll keep them short. One, if you like, uh, like, the sex book that gets serious at times, but it's still really, really funny. I recommend Images Sex Criminals. It's one of my favorite image books. It's... It's it's a really fun book about people whose time who time freezes for them every time they orgasm. So they do all sorts of fun wacky things, but there's a lot of like fun sex jokes like in Trouble and it does get serious at times, but I think they earn it a lot better than these. And the other book I want to recommend is the same creative team, Mark Millar and the Dodsons did a Spider-Man run, a Marvel Knights Spider-Man run that is surprisingly fantastic and has really really great sp- Peter and MJ and there's really great venom stuff in it and the Scorpion's really good. It's it's an excellent run. It's an excellent run. It's just one big trade and it's uh it kinda it's I think it's a really good run for people who haven't really read a lot of Spider Man. He kinda runs the gambit of his villains. You mean gamut? Yeah, I mean gamut. (laughs) Too much (laughs) X Men the mine, right? Yeah. He runs the gamut of all the X Men villains. What? (laughs) (laughs) let me go back he runs the gamut of all the Spider-Man villains and it does a really good job at showcasing what makes Peter and MJ such a great couple which is surprising given how romance is handled in trouble but it's the same creative team so uh, if you guys have any recommendations for us or you have any thoughts on trouble you should email us at divisiveissues at gmail.com or hit us up on the Facebook page
0: yeah do it don't be scared Ryan's not that creepy
2: <laughs> uh, kinda.
0: Well, I think that's all uh we have for this evening. Um This has been Joe. This has been Sorry. And this has been Ryan. Stay in continuity. Stay in continuity. Stay in continuity.
1: It's fine, get me to travel ball. Trouble, trouble, pop a man of trouble. It's fine, get me to travel